0: Hello, everyone. This is uh, Mike Adrianson with the Manhattan Minute Podcast, and uh, it's been a while. So didn't want anyone to think that I quit. I just um, had a lot going on. Both my kids had birthdays, a like graduation. You know, uh, softball sports. There's there was a lot going on in the past couple months. Um, so anyway, I'm back and uh, just want to update everybody with what's been going on with the Village of Manhattan. That's why I started this podcast. And um, unfortunately, Carrie couldn't make it today. Uh, But should be on the next one. So um, I'm just going to move forward with some information that I'd like to share with everybody. It's been a while. Like I said, um, I think June 12th, I think, was the last time I did a a podcast. And since then, we had three meetings, not four, because we missed the 4th of July meeting. So I'll go back to June 20th is um, the first meeting that we had in, in this whole absence of me not doing a podcast. So at that meeting, we did a proclamation for Misophonia Awareness Month. And that was the whole month of July. So this is something that uh, was brought to our attention by one of our residents, uh, and next year he's going to do a lot more, uh, you know, promoting this cause and educating people on what it is. And if anyone doesn't know, misophonia is a, I guess it would be more like a hearing uh, issue or neurological uh, concern. I don't want to say issue, but it has to do with um, certain noises trigger the the nervous system in your in your brain, and it kind of drives you to, uh, it kind of drives you crazy. Um, listening to someone like, for example, my daughter has a, a form of this where she will, you know, have to eat in another room because if someone's chewing, especially if it's someone close to you. So if we're chewing or talking or, or making any noise, it kind of just, it drives her crazy and she's got to leave the room. So, um, you know, we'll get some more information on that when it comes out. We had a typical, you know, board meeting minutes and consent agenda. We awarded bids for the 2023 motor fuel tax and a rebuild bond. So that's for the resurfacing program this year. Uh, the streets that we're going to resurface are in Sunset Lakes, Sunset Lakes Drive, Blue Waters Drive, Lily Drive, and Wilderness Lake Drive. And the lowest bidder was Gallagher Asphalt Corp. in the amount of five hundred twenty-eight thousand one hundred ninety-two dollars and ninety-three cents. So this is something we try to do every year. And I know Sunset Lakes seems to have newer homes, but that subdivision has been developed for quite a long time, and the roads are just falling apart. So we're going to keep addressing every year and fix as many roads as we can within our our budget every year and try to stay on top of it. We also approved an agreement with uh, HR Green. It's a consulting um, service that they're going to provide for us to investigate our wastewater hydraulic flow. So we just want to make sure that everything is uh, working the best that we can keep it working with our wastewater treatment plant, and and hopefully this will help prevent any sanitary overflows. So this was a $7,200 cost, but it helps us understand what we could do until we get the new wastewater treatment, uh, facility up and running, which is quite expensive. And that's why we haven't, uh, started that yet. We're trying to get some funding for that. Then we missed uh, the July 4th meeting because it was a holiday and we thought it was, uh, appropriate to, you know, skip that meeting. So with that one being gone, we went all the way until July 18th. So at the July 18th meeting, uh, typical stuff, consent agenda, approval of bills. Um, then we uh, approved a professional engineering services agreement with Robinson engineering, and that is for the uh, front street water main replacement. And that's from route 52 to Swedler. the village. Um, you know, we've had a lot of uh, water main breaks uh, throughout our system and we try to write it on a list, which ones are most appropriate to replace first. And we uh, put in for a bid for three water mains and the one that we won was um, the front street project. So that was a $500,000 Will County ARPA grant. So with all the, you know, engineering costs, construction and everything out of this, it looks like um, we're going to have to spend about 70000 out of that $570,000. So I mean, it's going to be mostly covered by the grant that we were awarded. And we're very thankful for that. And we're going to keep trying to get some more grants for that and budget for repairs as we go along. We also did an uh, engineering service agreement with Robinson again. for the, This is for the Park Street from 1st to North. 1st Street to North Street. This is a Park Street drainage project. They're going to take up the road, put in a bunch of uh, sewer line, and then um, resurface it with some adequate parking, kind of like they did on Eastern in the past. So this has been in the works for quite a long time, and we're finally getting the funding. That was a grant that we received for 725000 So we've been very... Um, fortunate to receive these grants that are coming down and uh you know that was the previous administration i believe that filed for that one so we you know we're it seems like it's just what we've always been doing here at the village is looking out to get some grant money for everyone so that we don't have to spend uh, our own money we're also um, we approved a, a lighting project so this is something that we already passed previously but now we're doing a construction engineering so they're going to be putting lights, street lights on Route 52, and that's going to be uh, right around the Dollar General all the way down to Sitco. So it'll light up that branch of uh, Route 52, so it should be really nice. There's a little bit of a delay on some of the uh, hardware for those light poles and stuff, but as soon as they get in, um, they're going to start moving forward and you'll, you'll see them up one day. We also had to update our SCADA system. So the SCADA system is what how we monitor the water, sewer, and lift station 24 hours a day. So this is kind of an important thing we had to upgrade. So this this was about $12,900. We also uh, passed a resolution authorizing approval of an intergovernmental agreement with the uh, Manhattan Park District and uh, Village of Manhattan. This has to do with uh, the Park District has, has uh, decided to purchase the um, Manhattan Fire Department building over there. Um, and I guess when they went to go close on it. There was some outlines of where the actual parcel is and the survey was a little bit incorrect. So there's some overlapping. Some of our property was on their property. Some of their property was on our property. It's kind of a mess, but we just uh, put this together so they can close and we'll work it out later. It's not a lot. It's not a significant amount of property, but we do want to get all that corrected and that's going to take some time. So like I said, uh, the park district is going to be purchasing the Manhattan fire department. And then the Manhattan Fire Department is building a new fire station, and that's tentatively going to be over there. Well, I shouldn't say tentatively. That will be over there on Eastern Avenue and Smith Road. So I don't know if you noticed out there, the uh, Village of Manhattan, we have some new signage on the building, so uh, it's very nice looking, especially at night it glows pretty good. That says uh, the Village of Manhattan, it says Village Hall and Police Department so people know where it's at. Uh, I feel like a lot of people drive by and think it's empty. But now uh, we have that and um, they're working on some of the concrete out in front around the building. And then next up, hopefully, um, I don't know if it'll be this year, but we're going to address all the uh, landscaping uh, and redo all the landscaping so it looks top notch around here. We're going to try to uh, lead by example with that. So hopefully we can get that uh, looking really nice. Um, We continue to do stuff around town to um, improve everything that we see when we go around. So then the next meeting was, uh, and I know I'm going through a lot and it might be boring for you, but uh, hey, this is what the, the point is so that people could hear from from me and not just a rumor on the street, I guess. So August 1st was our uh, next meeting, and we just had that. So we recognized a few baseball teams, the Manhattan, uh, the Mustang Green team, the Blue team, and then the Pinto Blue team. So the, the Green baseball team, they won first place, and this is out of a league that plays with Wilmington and Elwood So it was pretty exciting that they won first place. Uh, They've been doing very well with baseball in Manhattan. And then uh, the blue baseball team took second place in the Mustang. And then uh, the the Pinto blue team took second place as well out of those three communities. So we uh, gave them a recognition and took some pictures at the meeting first. Then um, we moved on to the basic consent agenda. And then from there, we... um, passed a resolution authorizing an approval of intergovernmental agreement between the Manhattan Park District and the Village of Manhattan. And we passed a resolution uh, authorizing an intergovernmental agreement with uh, the Manhattan Fire Department and uh, the Village of Manhattan. So what we're trying to do is um, the Fire Department acquired about 20 acres, 21 acres. They're not going to use all that acreage, so they are going to be uh, building a new fire department over there on Eastern and Smith, and um, they need sewer and water to get to that site, and that's right next to the township building where the road commissioner has all his equipment and and trucks. So we did an intergovernmental agreement to kind of work with them because we would like to acquire the additional acreage that they don't need anymore, and we're going to work with them together to bring sewer and water there. And on top of that, we also received a grant from uh, Will County for $500,000 to help with that. So it's a lot of numbers and everything, but the main thing is that the fire department and the village will be working together to provide sewer and water to that site, which will let, allow the fire department to be able to build. But then we'll also have a parcel that's, you know, commercial, it's pad ready. It'll, um, we'll try to market that and see what we can get over there. And then also uh, in the back, we would have some room for our EMA building. If we ever uh, can build a new EMA building and a new uh, public works facility. This is just uh, forward thinking. It's it's not like we're going to be trying to break ground on a, a public works building tomorrow. It just hap- happens that uh, where the wastewater treatment plant is, that's where we keep everything for public works. And we're extremely uh, short on room. And then with the expansion, we're going to be really tight on uh, space. And these plow trucks cost uh, you know $180,000, $200,000. We want to try to keep them in and power wash them and keep them as clean as we can to make them last as long as we can. So that's just forward thinking. We were just, you know, talking with the fire department and it came up and, you know, one thing led to another. There's a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. You know, our administrator and, and the fire chief, they, they worked their butts off, I think, to get this kind of a agreement together. And, you know, it's exciting to have a little more development. Also, um, on that note, Eastern Avenue is going to be opening up. You'll see a uh, silt fence there they're projected to start in about a week or so and once they start they're going to they're going to keep going until it's done and they sh- they estimate about 2 months to get completed and our contract says they have to be done by November 30th so that road will be open that's another safe access way for our residents to get to and from town so you know we're going to be uh, monitoring that hopefully no one speeds on that road you know we can never stop people from speeding but we're going to be out there and uh, mo- you know monitoring it so that's exciting. That's a, a lot of stuff that's going to go on in that area in the near future, and they're building the new junior high. That's that's coming along quite well, and it should be done, I think, by 2025, if I'm not mistaken. So they're going well on that. So then we, uh, right after that, we authorize a professional agreement with Robinson Engineering for the utility extension for the new fire station, and that's about $77,000. So they have to start discussions with the railroad right away because we are got to try to get a pipe underneath the railroad, and that is not something that is you know, able to get done just by a phone call. So you have to go through some steps and stuff. So they're working on that already, and hopefully by spring, they can start doing the um, water and sewer line over there. We have uh, lift station pumps over at um, Sunset Lakes, and there's two uh, pumps. So basically, it lifts the sanitary, uh, the sewer, it, it'll lift any of the sewer that it basically goes in an incline uphill it's not flowing down towards the plant and that's just the way it is geographically the way it is in our area some places are higher some are lower whenever it's lower it has to have a pump to go up and over the hill basically to pitch it back down so these pumps are about 20 years old and we need to um, you know make sure that we replace them because they're just not pumping it strong enough after so many years it starts losing volume so we're going to start doing that. That's $11,696, so that's something we budgeted for, and we're going to get it done. Next on the agenda was a, a resolution approving a final plat for Lincoln Generating Facility, and that's um, the facility out there that Earthrise Energy purchased. All they're basically doing is um, they have approximately 47 acres, and they're going to subdivide it in half. The stuff that's not built on, they want to separate it, and it helps them with some financing issues that they have. So they'll easily be able to finance some other stuff with that. They're not planning on building anything on there. It's just basically split it into two lots. So we approved that. The um, Planning and Zoning Commission approved it uh, unanimously. So we kind of followed their lead on a lot of stuff. And then uh, the school brought us a site plan for a track and field facility over there by the new uh, Manhattan Junior High. So we approved that. Uh, That's going to go between the original Junior High and then the new one so they're going to build a a track and field area, so that'd be nice. Like I said, they're moving along on that quite well. Also, at that meeting on August 1st, we had our first uh, committee of the whole, and this is something that we're trying new, you know, instead of having individual trustee committees. You know, I'm thinking that maybe we can all work together and discuss things uh, collectively as a group and and come up with ideas, so it's just a a trial and error, and we did it, and it, it went pretty well. It was about... Just under an hour. We talked about um, the intergovernmental agreement with the Manhattan Fire Protection, with the sewer and water, and how we're going to work together to basically develop 21 acres some of it for the fire, some of it for the village of Manhattan, and then some of it to um, offer to a uh, commercial development. So we did that. And then also, we had an open discussion about the downtown plan, the redevelopment plan. And, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done. I, I feel like I still have to, um, and not even myself. I mean, the board feels the same way. This is not just coming from me, but I think we have to, uh, have a better understanding of, you know, what the community really wants and all the people that live in that area, we're going to try to set up a meeting. Everyone that lives in the footprint of that downtown plan, bring them in and, and explain to them what, what our thoughts are and then listen to what their thoughts are and make sure everyone's kind of on board. And then we also want to work with the historical society that's on my list. Um, try to get a few meetings with them and discuss, after everyone's seen the, you know, the vision, what are we going to change? What are we going to keep? What are we going to, you know, get rid of? And, um, you know, also work on the design guidelines for the whole area for the downtown area. That way everything's kind of uniform and, um, you know, we all kind of build towards what I guess everybody would want, not just, you know, one person. This has to hopefully be vetted through the community and the businesses in the park and the library. So everyone kind of works together if that's possible, but that's on the, That was a pretty good open meeting, and it's open to the public. We're going to start having these more often just to try to get, um, you know, discussion with the board in one room instead of, you know, individually, or uh, we always do a retreat every year. Since I've been here, we do one big meeting for about four hours in January. Most of the time it's January. Sometimes it's, you know, around February. And that basically, the board and myself and administrator and police chief and, you know, all the... Uh, department heads, we all go to um, a meeting and then we all just kind of lay out what we'd like to do for the next year. That helps with the budget planning and um, projects and everything that's important to everyone kind of gets, you know, categorized, I should say. And it kind of gives us a blueprint for staff and and the board and what everyone wants to do. So that's uh, about it for the meetings. We do have another newsletter that's going to be going out um, September 30th. So before that, if any of the businesses or anyone would like to put a, a ad in that paper, it's pretty reasonably priced. You can contact Shelly Lewis at the Village of Manhattan. Uh, I'd like to say that uh, Jeff Wold has officially retired June 30th. So um, we have appointed uh, Brian Zarnowski as acting chief. He's a commander. And we also have Mike Holford, who's been a commander here for a while with uh, Zarnowski. And, um, you know, when Zarnowski's not here, Holford takes over. And it seems like they are a pretty good team, and they know how to handle the police department. So it seems like everything's going very well, in my opinion. And we have a great group of officers, sergeants. I mean, I feel like um, they're all dedicated to their job and to this town. So we couldn't be happier. So hopefully uh, we did receive, um, you know, we put out there for a police chief. We received uh, 30 applications, and we're sifting through them now to, um, you know, start scheduling some interviews. Once we get the uh, interviews completed, Hopefully, uh, my plan would be to bring a few, two or three, to the village board for them to uh, interview. And then uh, we make our decision and hire a new police chief. So that is the police department. Um, They just had their safety night with the fire protection, um, the fire department over there by the fire department. And it was a a huge success. They had the helicopter land. They had a whole bunch of people from Will County Health Department. Our police department was there, obviously um they had a uh, Glasgow's office there's so many I, I can't even think of them right now but it was a huge event and it was a uh, very success successful so we look forward to that every year and it was pretty good weather they had to cancel it the week before because it was so hot but this weather was really good so it was good seeing everybody out there and uh we had the Vietnam moving wall come in in July and that was over the 4th of July weekend and that was a huge success we had Uh, pretty much nonstop people stopping by, even at 2 in the morning. uh, Several people came from different areas to help volunteer. We had people from Indiana. We had people from Springfield. We had buses coming in. Um, You know, and Ron Adamski, Bob Metzger from the American Legion, they did a great job, um, you know, making sure everyone had what they needed. I was out there. I was on guard duty one day. Um, But it was such a wonderful event, and, um, you know, we had great weather for it. So I'd like to thank everyone that helped get that wall to Manhattan and, um, you know, represent it well. And I believe that our community really enjoyed seeing that. So we'll probably have it again maybe 7 to 10 years. I don't know that we'll have it every year. Well, I know we won't have it every year, but if we can get it every 7 to 10 years, that'd be great, you know. Comcast is, um had their contractors out in, throughout the town digging in everyone's yard probably and um, causing some havoc in a way. And I don't think it's intentional. It's just the way when, when they start digging, it seems like they end up accidentally cutting lines. So if you have any uh, issues or concerns on the way that they repaired the grass or anything like that, just please reach out to Public Works at the Village Hall and uh, just notify them. They'll go out there, take a look at it. We'll call Comcast, make sure that they, they um, make good on what they're supposed to do. But that is supposed to be wrapping up here Probably within the next thirty days, hopefully, so that that'll be over with. Um, and then, you might have got something in the mail for electric from uh, to opt out of ComEd and be put on another um, company, so that you know it's it's intended to save residents money. However, the way the bidding went, it sounds like it's pretty comparison. It's comparable to ComEd's rates. So, if you have any questions or if you'd like to opt out, it's pretty easy. You can contact Lisa Ramos at the Village of Manhattan, um, and you know she'll walk you through it. Or we'll, we'll take care of it, and you can opt out, and, and that'll be it. You could, I believe there's a way you can even opt out for any future aggregate uh, electric program. So you might want to look into that if you never want to be bothered with that again. If if it doesn't matter to you, you'll automatically be opted in, and you'll still get a ComEd bill. You'll still have the ComEd lines. You still call ComEd if you have an issue. It's basically just selling the energy that is on ComEd's line so um that's a pretty big you know we've been getting a lot of questions about that so i just want to clear that up baker road east of 52 we're still engineering that and and working to rebuild that that will most likely that's going to be next year project but um everything will be hopefully ready to go for next summer and we can get that fixed up and and um, put the sidewalk in and everything we're supposed to do and that's all part of the hanover estates development that um Many, many years ago, we went belly up, and we had a letter of credit, so we're required to fix that. Now that it's built up, um, we're doing so, so hopefully by next year, that'll be done. Eastern Avenue will be open, and then Park Street, we're going to be working on um, the Park Street uh, drainage project, just like they did in Eastern in the past. We received a $725,000 grant from uh, Jonathan Jackson's uh, office, so hopefully we can get that started next year. We're looking in to see the possibility if we can extend it. That's going to go from uh, 1st Street to north, so we're trying to extend it a little further south. If we can, it's kind of tricky with grants. They only allow you to do certain things. You can't partner up with them. I mean, like I said, uh, we're still in the grant process for the south end of Eastern Avenue, which is going to have to be repaired, and we're pretty much ready to do that soon. Once we get the other part open, we want to get it open so it scores higher on the grant process and see where that takes us. But if there's an emergency repair that has to be taken care of, we'll we'll have to take care of it. So, that being said, I mean that's pretty much the update of what's going on around here. We have a Labor Day party is our next event coming up, and that's going to be um, over Labor Day weekend. It's on Sunday, so we're going to have the Labor Day party over at the Round Barn. It used to be in Central Park, but it kind of faded away and wasn't really well attended. So, um, and then the chamber used to do some of the fireworks. Um, Since then, I I believe the village took over uh, purchasing the fireworks. So we just tried something a couple years ago to have it at a different location. And so far, it's been pretty successful. Um, We're going to continue with that right now. And this year, we added uh, on top of the uh, rock climbing wall, we also added a petting zoo. And then we also added added, um, a zip line. So trying to gear towards everybody. So we have a lot of stuff for the young kids, the magician and stuff like that but we're trying to gear it towards maybe the older kids that want to come and have fun. So that'll be on Sunday. And then on Monday on actual labor day, we're going to be, uh, doing the parade again this year. So the village will be sponsoring the, um, labor day parade. And that'll be on Monday at 11 o'clock. So, uh, look out for that. And then afterwards at central park, um, uh, Tom Smith and Nick bean, they're going to be having a softball game there. It's Nick bean versus T Smith. And, um, you know, that should be pretty fun to watch if you want to stick around. And then uh, after that, there's some co-ed games. So it's just a day of softball. It's been like that for years. So it's um, exciting to see it's continuing on. So that's next up. And then there's a volleyball tournament at the Labor Day Party. So there's lots to do that weekend if you decide to stay in town. Or, you know, hopefully if you go out of town, you come back for at least a parade. The one thing I'd like to add is, you know, on Route 52, we are um, – we have contacted the state several times about um, – doing some safety upgrades, and they have listened a little bit. They're going to change the no-passing zone a little bit longer. They put some more signage up there at the curve. They're going to do a traffic study, and uh, our hope is that they could at least get a flashing light over there and slow the speed down at that curve by Baker. Um, that being said, at least, at least there's some progress being made. And then we also requested a stop sign to be installed over at Smith & uh, Cedar, and the engineer went out there for the county, and did a traffic study, and it determined that it does, in fact, warrant a stop sign. And I know some people don't like stop signs. I, I don't. I don't know why they don't like them. I, I guess it takes another three seconds out of their commute. But um, the main thing is that hopefully, I mean, unless someone blatantly uh, runs right through it, it it does tend to slow traffic down. And if there is an accident, um, you know, hopefully it's just uh, minor damage and it's not a uh, fatality like uh, in the past. So with the new junior high going there and a new fire department going there, and then there's another school because the old junior high is still going to be there. You know, I mean, that's just, it makes sense to have that stop sign there for now. So, um, well, that being said, uh, I believe that's it. If you uh, have anything that you would like us to talk about or myself, and like I said, uh, Carrie will be at the next one. Um, and we're going to try to interview a couple more people. Like I said, it's just summer. It's been hectic. But if anyone has any questions or concerns or wants us to talk about anything, you know, please feel free to reach out to me at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail and I will, um, you know, take care of it at the next one. Thank you.